Well, well, well. I say that was a little bit spicy episode there, wasn't it? A little spicy. Oh boy, it was uh, some some pure Game of Thrones uh, brothel action in that episode for sure. Act, you know what? It was all background stuff though. It was kind of like uh, reminded me of uh, what's it called in the boys? Herogasm. Reminded me a lot of Herogasm. How the brothel setting wasn't really, you know, it was just that. It was a setting. It wasn't really anything involving the actual characters and, and inevitably right because they didn't get that far they didn't get that far old uh i saw someone saying um limp dick damon <laughs> poor guy like just every time we see him anymore he's just he's having some trouble performing but he's got a lot weighing on him he's got a lot weighing on him john what were your thoughts uh what were your thoughts on this episode here does Limp Dick Damon stand out to you? Because that stood out to me. Just because I heard, I, I saw someone say it like very shortly after I saw the episode. And I was like, yeah, that's it. When it comes time to have the talk with my kids, I'm just going to show them that episode. I'm just <laughs> going to pull that episode up and be like, <laughs> the birds, the bees, and the dragons. That's where it comes from. Um, yeah. This is, whew. They, they, they bring it. When they bring it, they bring it good. But. Um, no, it was. I, I, there were actually some some interesting developments. Um, we did not get a huge time jump, which was the only conversation we've had about it so far. Was uh, my mm. my comment that we did not get a big time jump, which I, I I'm glad of to a certain extent. Um, but it, it, I'm I'm curious when they're going to make that leap. I'm curious because this is about the halfway point, right? Do we have one more episode before we're at the halfway point? Yeah, because there should be. Oh. I think they said there's ten. Oh. I don't think there's. I know there's eight okay. in the Rings of Power, but Game of Thrones is always ten until the later season. So I think. Yeah, ten. I wonder if they're. I wonder if they're going to split the season exactly with the first half being Renera, Renera, Renera as a young version, and then half with her as an older version. Um, because I'm I'm a little I'm a little concerned we won't know like they'll just jump and then all of a sudden that actress will be gone that was playing the young version and won't be into the older version and it looks like that could very well happen in the next jump I I don't know if they'll if they'll actually show her and Damon coming together or if they're just going to jump ahead and tell us because they've clearly established all the groundwork for it in this episode yeah this episode was certainly. Well, it was enjoyable. It was very, it was a very entertaining episode, but it was very much set up for where the rest of the series is really going. In all honesty, because this was the catalyst in a lot of ways. I mean, there's obviously more stuff that happens, but this was in in a lot of ways the catalyst of what sets the events forward in this whole this whole chapter of the Fire and Blood book, if you will. So yeah. It was very interesting. My favorite line, like uh, at least one of my favorite lines that stood out was the the maester at the end, where he says, "It will rid you of any unwanted consequences." They had this the morning after. Like, they didn't have the morning after pill. They had the morning after drink. <laughs> yeah, right. I think it's called like in the books. I think it's called like moon brew or something like that. It is. It literally is just like Westerosi Plan B. That's really all yeah. it is. But. There's been, if you notice, he said that like he took his time to brew it. Like there's been other instances where this has actually been 
supposedly the cause of some women having, you know, becoming sterile after taking it. If it's not, it could be very damaging to their reproductive organs. That's it, which is why I think there was some hesitation when she looked at it. But then she's also, I get, I, I, part of me also thought that uh, she hadn't even considered the fact that she could be pregnant until that came in. So I think it was a little bit of both. Like she probably obviously as a woman has very much heard of this, knows that there could be potential problems, but then also, you know, didn't really think, uh, think a lot of things through in this episode. Like everyone made no. uh, some bad decisions along the way. Well, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it seems like Damon kind of awakened something in her. Like she, she mm-hmm. had it really and yeah. No, yeah. for sure. It definitely I, taken her there, made her look at things in a way she had never really looked at them. And then the fact that Damon couldn't perform, you know, she was, uh, she, she was left one thing, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. And then I, uh, oh, Kristen Cole was just the closest guy around. <laughs> well, and she's always kind of. She's I th- at least at least I always got the impression that she was kind of taken with him just as a person in general. She thought he was mm-hmm. a good a good person in general, and so you know. Oh yeah, she's I, always had I, a thing for him. I found it interesting how I don't know what the right word is how off put um, the idea just the idea of Damon and her being together was to a lot of the other characters, including the King, given that from my understanding, again, I don't know the the books as well as you do. And I don't know, but that seems to be the, the incestuous nature of the Targaryens seems to be a thing. And then Mm -hmm. like that, that, that has precedent in their bloodline. Um, So for them to be so taken aback seemed, very um i i was a little surprised by it because i would have i would have thought like okay it's obviously shocking to modern day americans um but in a world in which it's a thing and it happens and you're you're you know like people know that it happens i would think that would blunt the the shock of it to a certain degree um, but it didn't seem to for for a lot of the characters. Well, the way it it happens throughout time and in the books and in the shows in some degree too, they don't really touch on it much in Game of Thrones because at that point in time Targaryens aren't on the throne anymore, so it doesn't really come up. But the the reason that the they they are looking at that and people from the outside looking in who are not Targaryens kind of look down upon the incestuous relationships that they have had in the past and they have in general and they're known to do because they still do it just before this king jaharis viserys's grandfather i think it was his grandfather nevertheless he married his sister mm-hmm. like they so it's a very normal thing and then obviously Aegon had his sister sisters. wives and yeah. yeah they were both his wives but what ended up happening was when damon or not damon when Aegon the conqueror came to westeros and he had his two wives and whatnot. When he sacked the Seven Kingdoms here, all of the Seven Kingdoms did their 
gods, right? They, the, the, their belief system, their religious beliefs, etc., did not favor incestuous, incestuous marriages, right? They didn't, they're not down with the incest when the, the religion of, you know, the old gods and the seven kingdoms of what all that stuff they were into, right? So over time, the Targaryens just out of respect for this new kingdom they have conquered, they just stopped doing the incest thing when they could. They, it's kind of funny though because the actress who plays Rhaenyra even says this in like the inside the episode thing. She's gonna now be promised to wed uh, Lenor Valerian, and that's still her cousin, right? Like, so it's like it's just funny how they look like all the other kingdoms in Westeros and all the the folk that are not Targaryen are not down with incest but it's like it's like to a limit it's like well it fits your cousin eh, we, we can let that slide but you know it when it's your brother or your uncle oh, oh. can't have that <laughs> so it's kind yeah. of goofy but and it's like yeah. even when they do because like i said like obviously it's a, there's a precedent for targaryens marrying their sisters or aunts or whatever it may be Seven Kingdoms, like the, the the other like houses there, they might not really agree with it, but they can't do anything about it, so they still do it. Yeah. So it it is kind of odd, like that they even do make a big deal because it's like, what are you gonna do? Well, and to be fair, I mean, Jamie and Cersei's relationship in Game of Thrones is pretty scandalous for a lot of people. I mean, they kept that secret for from a lot of people. So I guess I guess in that world, I, I should have expected that that would have been the response but i guess and that i guess i was targaryen rule too exactly, yeah, exactly exactly so it's even less frowned upon or more frowned yeah, upon yeah i guess my thinking was like knowing that aegon had to like i haven't read anything but just like the the kind of osmosis stuff i've picked up from you and the talking about it and stuff like i knew he had two sister wives and i was just kind of like well i mean if the dude had his two wives he had two wives and they were sisters like and then and then you get into like the incestuous part seems to be pretty timid when you also look at the fact that they're marrying like 10 year olds to like 46 year olds. And like, mm -hmm. it's like, uh, um, maybe we, maybe our priorities need to shift a little bit. Like we're yeah. okay with, with a child wedding, a grown ass adult, but, um, yeah. Like a 12 year old with... child. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Some yeah, but Sarah's, you can marry the, the 12 year old cousin keep in mind like yeah. that's fine but god forbid yeah god forbid rainier yeah, and, yeah, and like 18 year old girl can't marry her 30 year old uncle like yeah. i don't know there's there's one that is worse no matter how you look at it there's one that's, way, there's the, one that's just wrong yeah like <laughs> Come on. But even for oh, this, worry, it's not good. Sex, you don't have to have sex with them for two years. You, yeah, you yeah. know, like they'll delay it for mm -hmm. you. Like, oh, yeah. oh, well then let's do it. Yeah. We'll, we'll um, make it so he won't bed you till your 14th name. Day. Yeah. Like, oh, that's fun. That's, that makes <laughs> oh, everything better, oh. mom. Like Jesus. I'm not sure if I'm, if I'm showing up on camera as red as I feel right now. Like this, this whole thing is just very awkward. <laughs> When you get down into it and talk oh, about no, it, yeah. oh, 
But like to your point, it's oh. like it is odd that there's even like any I don't know, just there's any pushback to that to begin with when that's the precedent that's set, like in this how, world, right? How many how many generations from Aegon is Rhaenyra's dad father? Or as Rhaenyra for that matter? Is it like three or four? I want to say like somewhere between I think it's at least four or five. Okay. I think it's like, because it's, I mean, we're about, it started in 172. We're six years in the future now. So we're like 178 after conquest. So it's like the third or fifth back. I don't think, I think Jaharis was the third. So then at best, Viserys would be the fourth, maybe the fifth. So. Yeah, I can't remember if I'm at. I'd have to pull up a family tree. But if you pull up a family tree, you might get spoiled. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if anybody wants to do that. But yeah, it's like the fourth or fifth down from either Viserys's fourth or Viserys's fifth or Rhaenyra's fifth or and vice versa. It's one of the who, two. Who, I'm pretty sure. Who named Who named Viserys as king? It came down to Viserys or the one that was Jaharis. Jaharis named Viserys. Yeah. Jaharis would have been the grandson of Aegon? I think so. I think that's right. Yeah, because I think he was the third. Okay. I think okay. I, I can confidently say, he, if not, I'm getting it confused and he was the fifth, but I know it's either the third or fifth in some way, shape, or form. So, I mean, we're still, even even all that considered, we're still not that far away from Mm-mm. the king having to wives that were his sisters. So oh, yeah, for sure. It, it, it seems like... Yeah. yeah. Well, regardless, it was it may it definitely makes the show more interesting when it's more scandalous and mm-hmm. you know it lends itself to um, more dramatic in more dramatic events like the king removing the the hand of the king removing yeah. his positions from him. Which I, at first I was like I, I I I thought well you know the dude just told you what you but he really didn't like he legit like was spying on her and like. He's they were both he's, like they were both 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 are true, right? Yeah. It's both. Yeah. 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 So I I you know, I, I was actually once I thought about it, I was like, okay, this is probably the right move to pull this guy out. And wow. that's the one thing I really like too, because we talked about this before because it felt like in the, the previous episode, I think it was previous, um, like it was really like Viserys like got his groove back because he had mm-hmm. kind of been like a pushover all season really like he just like you know he's just not really fit to be the king he's getting cut by the throne he's making all these terrible decisions but then he finally like just puts his foot down on a bunch of stuff last week and then he just he doubles down on it even this week so it was nice to see like the dragon come out of mm-hmm. Viserys and actually like when he was talking with Damon and is kicking him while he was down and yeah. He he put the pieces together and knew like exactly what Damon was doing. Even though Allison still had to kind of bring it to his attention that Damon's still probably lying to you right now, like because he would have something to gain for lying to you about it, you know. Well, and Damon directly asking for Rhaenyra to be named his wife pushed Viserys to give her to somebody else which I think is probably what's going to ultimately push Rhaenyra to 
join Damon. Like, I think that, that Damon is playing the long game here and knows that if he can get his his brother to piss his daughter off enough, she'll come running to him. And I think he thought that by, by asking him and forcing his hand on the marriage thing, that that might be the straw. So I, at least that's what I'm assuming happens um, going forward. But maybe, you know, it, it could play out a little differently. I don't know. Take this with a grain of salt, because like I said, I have read the books. I don't remember the books, but in my mind, I don't think they get I think they get kind of together. They find themselves coming together with when she's older. So I think to, to bring it back to the beginning, I think episode five will be the last time we see the young Rhaenyra and young Allison, and it might switch midway through. I don't know, okay. but it's possible it might do that. If not, I think episode six is when the older ones will take over. And then I think what brings Damon and Rhaenyra together is the death of Viserys. Because as you saw in the next time on, Otto, when he's leaving, he tells Alicent, like, the king's going to die because he's literally falling apart. Like, and Otto knows it. And... Like, so you need to get Aegon ready to rule because if Rhaenyra takes the throne, there's going to be war. Like, knives are going to come out. It's going to be war. So I think what ends up happening is Viserys dies. And obviously, this is older Rhaenyra now, so she's not an idiot. And she knows full well that this is not going to be good, right? So I think at that time, Damon comes back and is like, we need to stand strong. We need to, you know, make the house of the dragon. What, what did Damon tell Viserys? Remake the house of the dragon, make the, the, yes. the house, of the, whatever. We, do that, right? They're going to they'll be stronger if they're together. And because I'm sure there's going to be at some point you saw there was a rift between Corliss and some people and like there was like fights at their wedding ceremony it looked like so like something seems to get in the way of that marriage ceremony potentially who knows though do you think so this yeah, next episode do you think this next episode's going to um pick up kind of where this one ended then again we're not going to do a time jump yet i think it's going to start right at that wedding ceremony okay See, I don't know if Otto, like uh, Hodel, I think it's Hodel or Hody Coin, says that uh, what do you think the feud with Sir Christian Cole was in the preview? Which is what I was talking about with the wedding. There seemed to be like something going on there, and they showed Sir Christian Cole dra drawing a sword in the preview. I don't know. I don't think Otto is going to object to the wedding, though. I think. I think some the reason we see Kristen Cole draw a sword is probably because someone threatens Rhaenyra in some capacity, would be my oh. guess. Because he's a king's guard. The only time he's gonna draw the sword is if there's a threat upon either him, his fellow King's Guard, or the crown, right? So something goes down and somebody is there's, there's a potential heir for danger to the crown or him or his King's Guard brothers and he draws a sword. I don't know. I can't really, like I said, I, I love the fact that, like, I know all everything that's going to happen, and I don't know what's going to happen because I just don't remember the books all that well. And while they can always were, change things, too. While you were 
covering that, I, I actually had to go back and watch the next time on because I did while well, I was running late tonight. So that's kind of one of the reasons the stream got a later start was I was able to start right at nine. So I was, I was trailing behind you a little bit. So as soon as the episode was on, I hopped over here. So mm -hmm. um, I had, I had actually watched it yet, but yeah, it looks, yeah, it looks like some stuff goes down. I, it looks like he's like knocking the crap out of somebody at one point. So I wonder if that somebody brings up the allegation of, her and her uncle and he takes exception or something yeah it's possible i just don't know if it's Otto that would object to the wedding or anything because the only thing he would even object for which would be like literally political suicide would for him to just say aegon should be king because why else would he object to the wedding like of rainier and corliss mm-hmm like I, said, I just don't see what like kind of political gain he would have to object to that. Like that's a strong match. Like even the uh, the council guy with the last name Strong, I forget what his first name is, but he even said that Rhaenyra should marry Laenor Valerian and during the the feast because that's yeah. a really that is a good match. And then Otto suggested that he should or she should marry his grandson. Yeah. You yeah. Do you know, I mean, I get it and I don't at the same time. Like, I, I don't understand to a certain degree why Otto is so gung-ho that Aegon become, that his grandson become king. They, I, I, I'm a little, I'm a little, like, why is he, like, he's hand of the king. Like, his family should be set. Like, they're good. And his, not only is he hand of the king, his wife is queen, or his daughter is queen. Like... Their family's in a good spot. Now, I guess it's like, why does Elon Musk need another $40 billion? Like, he already got, you know, I guess it's always just that you want to be the top of the heap. But but even getting Aegon to the top of the heap, even making Aegon king, doesn't really improve Otto's position. As no, but it's, fact, his, it's his family status of power. It's a little okay. bit of everything. Like, is in okay. this world, all you have is your name, right? Like they're, they're, but he, they're, but but Aegon doesn't have his name. Oh yeah, his but that's the is, thing. Your name is useless unless your name is Targaryen at this point in time, because that's yeah. that's the seat. So if you get it's 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 by name just to have, you know, your kingly it's, name. It's, or your, but you get the blood of the dragon more than anything. It's also I'm guessing it's also like legacy when he's dead and gone one day, like. Ten kings from now, they'll be able to trace it back to him being the grandfather of Aegon, yeah. and so like his name will always be known. Yeah. I guess to a certain, I, I guess I can see that the legacy aspect of it. It's just like from a pure, just like power in the realm and standing in the realm. It seems like he has much more power and standing as the hand of the king than he does as the grandfather to the king. You know, I'm saying well, that's like the thing in this in this world. It, it's just all about like your lineage and family name. So strengthening okay. your house like they care much more about what comes after them than than we would really like, you know what I mean? Because like yeah. in, in our case anymore, it's just like when we die or we're going to have insurance or family's good to go. But then like. We don't really, there's no stock in your name, really, unless you are this massive celebrity or political figure or something. But even then, 
no one really cares about it in that degree because it doesn't really mean anything in our world anymore. It's not like but, generations from now, people will still reference your name or yeah. depending on what you do. Right. Very, very few people like, like you don't, we don't like, I guess I'm trying to think of what some of the greatest accomplishments in human history are like, like, well, think of how many days we have as holidays that are after people. It's only a handful. True. Like we have like Martin yeah, Luther King day. It's like, but like, there's really not a whole lot of like, just we're dedicating a day to this one human or this one bloodline or whatever. But in this time, there's not 8 billion people, right? There's a very, a couple million probably at best, but they don't all like, you don't see all these people. It's a very small world in a lot of ways. Like, there's yeah. tons of people, but it's like your family name actually means something in here. And like, so they want, it's, it's just a, just i don't know it's just a medieval thing because it's kind of like a normal thing and like all of like it's like knights right back in just like actual times right if you had you know uh, a, a knight family then like you would become a knight in in ways if you were royal in some capacity you'd have a nice house back in the day like but if you weren't you're a freaking peasant working in a farm and it's just not a good thing but yeah. And, and I mean, it just like I mean, you know. I don't think Aegon's crib had a dragon egg. If they, if it <laughs> did, they didn't show it. And well, I don't, I, 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 I don't think it had a dragon egg. I don't think it did. But I don't know. It probably did. You would think it probably did, but they didn't show it. And without you know potentially spoiling anything, like I don't want to start speculating because I might go into like book knowledge. And I really, there's only one or two ways that could go, but it's good. Yeah. But really, what's uh, the the more important stuff about this? What what actually? There's um, oh, there's a there's a that that's a penis. <laughs> I, I literally clicked right on the penis. Hopefully, uh, YouTube don't see that. It was very. It was right there. It was right when I looked down. Oh boy. It wasn't on screen the whole time, though. You have to scrub that from the post. You have to go in and blur that. We'll see. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I we'll almost said something. We started through. clicking around. I was like, uh, yeah, I might want to look out to, to scrub through. It's true. God damn. Now I forget what I was going to say. Yeah, damn. I don't, I don't remember where we were. We were at that point. A penis will throw off your your focus yeah. there. Yeah, it, just, it was right there, man. It was right there. Oh my god! But well, yeah, I don't know. Or we saw just... we we saw. Well, I was just gonna. You happen to be on uh, the Otto's daughter there, the queen there, for a second, and we uh, we got kind of a reconciliation between the two of them. Which was nice, although from the previews, it doesn't look like that lasts for long. No, it certainly does not. the the uh, The Alicent character is, uh, I mean, right now you don't really see her motivations, right? But you know that she's uh, she's kind of lonely right now. Yeah, you know, she doesn't have any friends. But she's uh, if you watch the inside the episode the showrunner says at the end about Rhaenyra and Alicent is like 
it's kind of in this episode where they they really begin to understand the the quote unquote Game of Thrones, and it's kind of like what I was saying before with like when with what I think happens is like Viserys dies, and then like the discourse throughout Westeros because Rhaenyra is going to take the throne and she's a woman that brings her and Daemon together. If that's true. That's kind of uh, the catalyst to like how they kind of just know like they're they're politically conscious of the like the the Game of Thrones at this point, if you know what yeah. I mean. And Allison's on that path now herself, having to be the queen and deal with all the stuff that she just kind of got forced into. And you you kind of see it like it's, it's starting to come through in a lot of ways. Like she goes and approaches after she overhears her. Her dad accusing Rhaenyra of the Damon incident. Mm-hmm. Like she questions her just straight up and like she knows that it's a big deal, right? Like if she for a, a woman to go and do that, you know, like I forget what the word they use for it, but uh becomes tainted, if you will. Yeah. She right. lost her virtue. Yeah, lost her virtue, yes. A yeah. virtue a virtueless princess. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, there's lots of tension between Rhaenyra and Alicent. Indeed, it's also and, uh, it was also interesting how how much Alicent was seems to be involved in the process of trying to get her married. Like she she went out of her way to tell her like we I have spent a lot of time trying to find suitable suitors for you. Um, which was also interesting coming out of the last episode because the last episode he told her to go find her own. I wonder if she just wasn't. And so she was taking, um, because she was taking her time, they had to kind of push the issue or, or how that played out. But well, they were, it's just like, they were giving her her pick of the litter. Okay. Like, cause that's the thing is like, she, the, the dudes is not going to show up on our doorstep. Right. So they were forcing the situation on her, but they were still allowing it to be her choice. Right. It was like, so she was just literally going on a tour. It was Westerosi Tinder, essentially. Like, he went to a place. Oh, come on. Come they on, came was... up, and the, she more... swiped them away. Next it's one. A, it's, Next it's one. A little, it's a little more classy than that. It's more like... Uh, That's Westeros, exactly what it was. West, Westeros the Bachelorette. <laughs> without, the, the, without the games and funds and travel, yeah. Because in this version of Westerosi Bachelorette, a kid died. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't the kid. It was the no, kid. but the dude who died was still a kid. Yeah, I guess. You know I mean, like kid. that's but a that, kid. That little, that little kid wrecked him. Like he, he did, just... and then they, and then he puked. Yeah, like a yeah. little bit. He looked like he was gonna lose it. Oh, it was so. That was funny though. What a great like background off-screen kind of thing that they had going on there. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was honestly that was really funny when it, when it was happening. Yeah, I mean definitely. it was awful, but it was funny when it was going on. Well, they usually they're usually so in your face with the violence and stuff. It was it was an interesting way for them. I I, I liked. I mean, it, it worked well for them to play it just off in the background. And like, mm-hmm. I felt yeah. bad for the kid too because he was putting his little heart into it. Man, he was oh, giving yeah. a great he was shooting speech. A shot. <laughs> yeah, man, he's like, man, you know, we get married, our houses will be so strong, and like everyone's even giving them shit. Like, yeah. Like your house really helped back when you know 
Aegon was, you know, <laughs> using three dragons, right? <laughs> like that's it, it was yeah. you guys that turned the top. Yeah, woo. It was it was funny. You've got really three good. dragons, and then you've got your house up here. Yeah, because here, that's the dude. That's a kid, a little, a little prick. He deserved to die for all the shit he was talking anyway. Well, I mean, that's not true. I shouldn't. He probably didn't deserve to die, but he was being a. He's he's been a little yeah. prick. Yeah, he was being a little prick. Yeah. Like, he's because yeah, I think this dude used to be as big as that little kid, and that little kid got forced in the situation. Man, he's yeah. just doing what he was told to do. He's His being a good lad. Like, you go in there, you you give your speech, and he, you get that. You get that woman. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the thing you got to think too. For all these people, all these houses, if they don't go and try to win her favor. It looks bad on them. Oh, sure. It's like it's like they're not supporting her becoming the queen, or they're just like they're not worthy. Somehow, Rhaenyra, the princess, like the queen to be, isn't good enough for your your kid or your house. So, like everybody has to show up to these. So it's like a double edged sword for Rhaenyra and for all the people because like you get these situations where the little twelve year old kid again has to go and try to marry somebody for political reasons and it's just fine i guess unless it's your uncle then it's yeah. not fine those on that's funny that's pretty much that kind of goes back to the like the family name being like the only thing anybody really has in this time period like if you don't have dragons all you have is your family name yeah and even with the dragon bit that's inherently tied to your family name because if you're if you're not a Targaryen, you're not riding dragons. Like there's that bond is only between Targaryen and dragon. That's why they always reference the blood of the dragon. That's why every that's why like Otto and everybody who's not a Targaryen wants to marry into that family so they can get the blood of the dragon into their family, then their family forever after will potentially be able to be dragon riders. And then that only sets up, you know, obviously you got a dragon. You can really uh, lean into your ambitions. There's really not yeah, much you can't do. It would, it would kind of be like if, if nukes were tied to DNA, like the people that had the DNA that could control the nukes would would be pretty powerful. No, yes. I mean, that's exactly what it is. And it's a mobile nuke that doesn't devastate the entire area, really. I mean, yeah, it's a control. Leave, leave it. Leave it. Leave it uninhabitable for decades to come. Mm -hmm. Did you find it interesting that when Damon came to King's Landing, that like he uh, he did a flyby on her on her ship? Like I was like, that's yeah, was a, a weird. Like why did he why did he buzz the ship? Like <laughs> did he not know who was on it? Did he I did think, he know? Yeah. Was I I thought that initially, like, but then if you remember. There are really big Targaryen sigil sails on this boat. Sure. So, like, you would think he would have absolutely seen these. It is really far away, though. Like, I mean, they make a point that they don't even—you don't even see the dragon, and then all of a sudden, there it is. Yeah. And that's and, a big. Serenity's big, dude. Yeah, he's giant. And where where is Rhaenyra's dragon? Like, why? I would have thought Rhaenyra's dragon would have been like accompanying her on this journey. I guess he's still in the dragon pits. Well, 
the thing is, you can't always fly your dragon to these places because they don't have places to hold your dragon. So okay. sometimes by boat, you just kind of go. Like, you know, because like that's kind of like, like uh, a Casterly that... Rock, they didn't have a dragon pit. And like but Jason you... Lannister was like, oh, we'll get you a dragon pit. Do you need a dragon pit? I mean, it is, is, it, is, Chad, it, is, that's it, is it is it kind of that though? Like, where does a hungry bear sleep? Like anywhere he wants to. Like, or you know, it's well, yeah. But if you can't like, if you can't essentially put the leash on the dragon, it could just fly away. You know, like you got to have a place to park it. Like you got to have like you got to bait it in with food. You got to do something. It could, I, I mean, in the, the end, it's a beast. Were, I thought the dragons were kind of. Tied to their to their people, like I didn't. I didn't think we're near no, the dragons just going to take off. Vagar flew off. No one's really? seen Vagar. Yeah, he's just she's gone. She's out there. They were talking who's, about the whose dragon was Vagar though. Vagar was. Uh, I want to say it was Jaharis's wife was the last person, but I might be wrong okay, about that. That might have been a something named dead. Silver. She's she's dead now though, right? No like one's wrote she, her for a minute. She, no, no, no. She was Aegon's. She was Aegon's sister wife who died. Dragon. Okay, and that so was once, the last dragon rider. Once, once, once that person, the person dies there. Once the dragon's person dies, yeah, the dragon doesn't have reason to stick around. The dragon's like, well, there's other Targaryens. Yeah, but they're not there. It's like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I need, I need, I need, I need some dragon clarification from George R. R. Martin. I need a book on. on well, they dragon, showed they showed in Game of Thrones relationships. Well, they showed in Game of Thrones. Danny, like quote unquote, birthed her dragons, and Drogon yeah. just flew the fuck off all the time. He would be gone for weeks. But he came back. But he came but, back. But 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 he still just flew the fuck away. Like, if she would have flown him across the sea to go see some lord courting her favor, he could just fly away. Because there's no dragon pit there to keep him in. Because you got, you saw they have dragon keepers, and they have to, like, bait them to get into the dragon pit. Because if not, they'll just they'll roam free. They'll just go do whatever they want. You try controlling a dragon next time you see it. Next time you see one, we'll see how how easily controllable they are. Because that's kind of the problem. It's like they have, and that's that's why there's a big conspiracy in the books where a lot of people think, and this is another thing that will make you question Otto Hightower. There's a conspiracy that all the maesters who are from Old Town, that's where like the the maester headquarter is in Old Town. And uh, that's like the big school for the maesters that Sam went to go to in the original Game of Thrones series. You know yeah. The name of, yeah. So it's there. And uh, but there's this conspiracy theory that the maesters have been like plotting to kind of get rid of the Targaryens, get rid of the dragons, because if you don't have dragons, you mean nothing in this world, right? Like that's just what it's become ever since Aegon came over. I mean, everybody they've said it numerous times in game of Thrones and this, the seven kingdoms used to be seven kingdoms. Like there were seven Kings, like, like they were their own lands, right? Like the Starks, they were Kings of the North. Like that was their thing, but it's not anymore. Now everyone in Westeros has to bow to the Targaryens. And it's because, what are they going to do about it? 
Like they just there's nothing they can do about it. Yeah. Was was Vagar so somebody in the comments, Jordan in the comments said Vagar is in the crab feeder ass. Um it, was Vagar one of the ones that attacked the crab feeder? No, that's uh that was Sea Smoke. Sea Smoke and Caraxes. Okay. But yeah, I said Brad. the same thing about the the Dragons and Targaryens do share some sort of bond. It's never been like explicitly stated. That's why, like, when that happened in the show, I said it on the last week's episode when Damon got shot in the shoulder at the beginning. Caraxes let out a screech as if he knew that Damon got hit, mm-hmm. and then he flew away. So, like, yeah, they I mean, do I... share a bond in, in a lot of ways. That's why not everybody can just go ride a dragon. Right, that's why you have to sure. have the blood of the a Targaryen, so the blood of the dragon, in order to even. It is like some form of magic. That's why you see Viserys, and they never touch on this stuff really until this show. They didn't touch on a Game of Thrones. They did in the books, but you had the like the old pyromancers in Valeria, and like there were these, you know, all these mountains, and there were those these uh like blood mages in Valeria who they think were you know using spells and magic to you know essentially tame dragons in a lot of ways so but it's it's still kind of like ambiguous like all that stuff's there it's never like explicitly stated but obviously there's something to why Targaryens are the only people that can some people think that like they're descendants of dragons like they've essentially somehow evolved from dragons into these human-like beings or They've like mated with dragons. There, I was about to say, yeah, like, yeah, no, that's there's a lot of theories, and like, and yeah. it's pick your poison, it could be anything, like, no one really knows. It could just be blood magic, like, they've sacrificed dragons and intertwined their DNA somehow, like, yeah, all I've always, theories. I guess I've always, you know, because we obviously don't have real dragons, and that's why this reality hey. sucks. Um, but I've I'll always so. kind of. Well, I mean, you know, we don't have dragons. It's it's got to be a notch below, just a little bit. Um, their reality, I guess. I don't know. Although they they also have, I don't know. They have some pretty messed up practices. So I would side with the maesters, though, thinking that it'd be kind of shitty to live in a world where there are dragons and you're not the dragon rider. Yeah, that's a good that's, point. That's that's a scary thought, especially so, if there were no dragon riders and they're just these. Beast. Dragons flying around. Yeah. Got to be on the lookout for. Yeah, that'd be a bad you or Burn your house down, even. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was what I was getting to was I've always kind of equated it as as man's best friend as like dogs and like you have you hear stories about dogs that are so intrinsically linked to their owners that they you know can sense if they're in trouble or hurt or something when they're not even around them or something and and i I guess i was just kind of that kind of symbiotic relationship kind of dialed up a a notch and that's why i figured the dragons would never while they may go off on their own and do their own thing for periods of time they wouldn't just abandon their owners and you like you'd lose them forever well not forever so like they would come back at some point but you got to think in this situation, going back to Rhaenyra, like just traveling around trying Take to get with her dragon. Yeah. Yeah. If she flew to Old Town, she's planning on being there for what, a day? The dragon, if anyone were to tie it up, could fly away and not come back for three days. And she didn't want to be stuck there for three days. You know what I mean? It's just like, that's my 
logic with it anyway. It's like if you're going to a place that doesn't have anywhere where you can like keep the dragon, feed the dragon something, because you got to think this dragon's going to do a lot of flying. It's going to be tired. It's going to want to eat. It's going to have to do something. It's not just going to sit there, you know. Yeah, this this is my mind because even with your dog, if you travel, if you if you start driving with your dog in the car, you got to stop, let it pee. You know, like and it's if, gonna if, it, if it runs off, then you're stuck there until it comes back. Yeah, like, or, yeah until, or until you find it. Yeah, no, right. I get it. Yeah, I so I, it. No, that's it, my it logic sense. with it. Because okay, I initially, yeah, I initially it, thought the same thing. Why isn't she riding her dragon? And then I had to think, well. Maybe they just didn't really have a place to put it. It didn't, didn't want to intimidate people. Maybe either, like she's trying to go and just see these people. Maybe not show up on the dragon and force people to marry you is what it would kind of look like, I guess. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it took me a minute. I, I'm, I'm with you now. I, I'm, I'm there. I, I get, that makes complete sense now. Mason yeah, so... Yeah, hold on. I'm, I'm, I don't know if that's an I or an L at the end, a hodl or yeah. hody. So I don't know if I should say hodl or hody. So either way, I'm going to say coin because I can see that last name for sure. Um, the Meisters are, the, the high L. towers are from, it's an L, okay, so hodl. The the high towers are from Old Town. And I, I, I can't remember if the city's name high tower or if that's just their last name. I imagine it is because they have like a big ass tower. So I imagine that's what the city's named. I can't really recall. But the maesters are there. Like the school from the maesters are there. But they never had a. I mean, that's, I never really thought of it that way. But the Meisters, I don't really think have ever, because he's saying that maybe the 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 Meisters use magic, so they're maybe trying to find a way to create dragons themselves in some capacity. Never really considered that, because I never really considered the Meisters doing anything like Valerian blood magic. Because I think that's yeah. kind of the key with the dragons. So, like, it is kind of ambiguous, I guess, because the Meisters do like seem to have some inclination at least for alchemy whether or not that has anything to do with magic in this world i don't really know i don't really think it's been explicitly stated um but again it's been a while since i've read the books so it's possible but as i i just think in my mind anyway valerian blood magic is a very different thing than any sort of magic that would have happened in like essos or in westeros so it's it's a different thing because like dragons like explicitly come from valeria so like even yeah i think valerians themselves who were also from valeria were never dragon riders right so it was just targaryens who were ever able to somehow ride these dragons and tame the beast in any capacity and the only way valerians were even able to do it was if they married into the line i see it the only way, like Corliss's son can and his daughter potentially could become a dragon rider, just because they're married a Targaryen, you know. But it's possible. I never really considered that. It's an interesting thought because the predominant theory for the the Maesters and which would inevitably rope in the High Towers into this because they're both from Old Town is that they just want to kill the dragons. Like, is you know, they, you got to think they were. They were in the Seven Kingdoms before Aegon and his sister wives came and conquered the Seven Kingdoms, so they would want to, you know, they were their own kingdoms before. So it would stand to reason, like, they, uh, they're not really all about the dragons. Like, 
the, the, you know, it's like maybe we shouldn't have these around. Before these dragons were here, we were kings. So, I don't know. That's just kind of what I've always saw. That's kind of leading thoughts on it. I kind of like the idea that they, you would think that just how everybody wants to marry into the Targaryen family so that the blood of the dragon would flow through their veins and then their their family could potentially be dragon riders. It stands to reason that there would be some people out there who would be trying to somehow find a way to use magic or mysticism to become a dragon rider. I think the inherent problem that you would have with that is with like any sort of scientific experiment you need like a control and they have no way of getting to a dragon to actually do any sort of controlled testing like right like they, they can't just walk up into the dragon pit and be like well i i have a new spell so i'm gonna try to do this and i'm gonna see if i can ride a dragon now uh, you know they could I mean? try they could try and steal like a baby dragon though right i mean there are dragon eggs there are baby dragons i'm assuming potentially potentially no one's ever been able to, though, is the problem. Aside from yeah. Damon. <laughs> Damon. But the thing, he was Targaryen. No one's going to question him walking into the yeah. dragon pit, right? Anybody sure. else walking into the dragon pit? Ugh. That was one of the theories, too, with, like, the Doom of Valeria. Like, interesting enough, interestingly enough, the only people that could potentially just walk up in the dragon pit and walk away with a, uh egg is uh, a man of many faces. A faceless man. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, theories that, like, the Doom of Valeria... Uh, was kind of wrought about by some faceless men who creeped into the the doom pits or whatever. There's like these, what was it, like seven or fourteen volcanoes or whatever in Valeria, and the theory is that they just erupted or dragons started fighting, a combination of both, and that brought about the doom of Valeria. But there's like theories that think that like somebody sent faceless men in there to kill the valerian blood mages who were controlling the volcanoes and preventing them from erupting in some capacity thus causing the doom right like so it's a big convoluted kind of thing that has really not been explicitly defined it's all interesting though that's when why i was ta- kind of hoping uh what were you gonna say well, i was gonna say real quick when we get don't forget what you were gonna say there i would do, when we when we get talking off on ta- tangents like this i start to think about it and go yeah, it makes sense that it's taken George R. R. Martin like eight years to write a book. Like <laughs> when you start breaking this stuff down, point. thinking about all the tangents and backstory and questions that can come up and things you got to try and explain to really be thorough. Like, yeah, no, it's valid. Yeah. You don't really think about it. It's funny that you say that because I literally thought about. I was thinking about like Lord of the Rings and the Rings of Power and like just about how it's been written and everything and like. And then I thought about Tolkien and how he was writing everything. And I, I don't know why, but I just thought the same thing. Because I was trying to think of like why some things were omitted and some things weren't omitted. And it just made me think, like, well, if you try to explain something, that kind of causes like a, a, like a, a, a domino effect, right? If you want to like do one small thing, that potentially means that you have to explain X, Y, Z, but then also A, B, C. Right, because X Y Z affects A B C in some capacity. So yeah. it's like sometimes the easiest way to just not have to deal with that is just to omit it altogether, mm-hmm. and like just leave it ambiguous. And like some sometimes that's just the best way to go about it. Sure. Yeah, let you let you 
it doesn't pigeonhole you into doing things a certain way if if you get yeah. too too specific. Right, exactly. I don't think we are going to see the the red woman, Malisandra. I don't think we're going to see it is possible though because we Yeah, I actually never considered that, but yeah, that's it's possible because we don't know how old she actually is, but it does stand to reason that she could be potentially old enough to be here. Because we know that she's obviously using the charm to perceive herself as not being, you know, old. Old. But we know that if she's able to do all that, it does stand to reason that she's been able to extend her life in some capacity as well. So she could be here. I don't. No, she's not in fire and blood, but it doesn't mean they couldn't write her into it in some way. Like if they really want to connect this to Game of Thrones, well, you could easily write her into it. And George may have thought of something that he like she could be here and he just didn't write about it before. And and we got yet again, we got another reference to the prince who was promised and. Um, yeah, exactly. You know the 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 song of fire and ice, ice and fire, song of ice and, song fire. Of ice and um, fire. Yeah, everyone so, always says fire and ice. Fire, and I know. Just like, I know. Every time I hear right, it, I'm like, really, yeah, I, I, I I work at a library and like I know it's ice and fire, but I hear fire and ice so much, I always like, wait a minute, that's not right. It's, it's, it's weird because fire, I, fire and ice seems like the normal thing to say. Mm-hmm. I, it always has. So when people say fire and ice. I, I hear it and I'm just like, it's fine. I'm like I, I yeah. get it because I know it sounds right when you say it. I'm like Yeah. But mm. but they but they even reference that in this so it's been referenced a few times now. So if they if they are going to be a little more um if they're gonna try and tie it a little more to the original series, um, just for the sake of comfortability for the audience, um Maybe maybe they will start incorporating some of those characters that, where they're able to. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like I was saying, too. Uh, I can't remember when it was, but I think it was like in the first episode when Viserys tells Rhaenyra about Aegon having that vision. That was never in any of the books. So like that was but George wanted that like the showrunner said that George wanted them to include that. Mm-hmm. So even though it wasn't in the books, George, I guess everyone would, it's not common, but really the only other time this has actually happened was with the Sandman series on Netflix where Neil Gaiman was like literally working on the show with them. So like Neil Gaiman had to approve everything that happened on that show. It doesn't usually happen when you do like adaptations like this, right? Especially in a lot of cases where like Rings of Power, right? Tolkien's not really around to be able to do that. Um, but with this, George is working with everybody on the show. So if George wants something to happen, like if he really wants it to happen, it has to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like you just have to do it at this point. And uh, but yeah, George wanted that to be included. So, I mean, it does stand to reason that if George wanted Malisandra to be in here at some point. It's possible she could definitely be alive at this point in time. Cause we really don't know how old she is. Like, and it's always, it's just another thing that's kind of ambiguous, which like gives them a lot of wiggle room to begin with. Right. When you say someone suspected to be over 200 years old or whatever it may be, that gives you wiggle room. You're not just saying exactly when she was born and where she was. And 
was yeah. possible. I just don't really know what role she would play in this. Just because you, I mean, if you're familiar with like the, the books, you kind of know where everything's going to go in this way. There's a lot of gaps they need to fill in. But as you see, they kind of skip through time a lot anyway. So they really don't need to ex over explain a lot. I mean, they're skipping through so much already. We've gone through six years of time and four episodes. So, I mean, who knows? Like, they could they could jump forward quite a bit here soon. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested to see, like, because I don't know if it's ever been explicitly I can't remember it's been explicitly said, and I've brought it up here before, like, the, the Blackfire Rebellion happens sometime after this and i wonder because they say that this could potentially be three or four seasons and with how much they are skipping forward in time it makes me wonder when they're gonna slow down and how much time they're gonna actually like sit in one era and like spend just mm -hmm. because of I don't know, it is kind of accelerated and like i said i haven't read the books in a hot minute so like i it's hard for me to actually remember how long this this bit takes place because I don't know, it's a Blackfire Rebellion seems like it's right around the corner and you could just I don't know if they're going to go right into that and then end it after that or if they're cutting it off before that I seem like, I think that you don't know what that is because of the books, but like it's pretty much the thing that happens right after this if I remember correctly okay their sigil, I know, it is weird. They call, they do call, Corliss is called the Sea Snake, but they have a seahorse sigil with dragon wings. They don't have a snake sigil. They have a, they have a seahorse sigil, the Valerian household. That's what this, uh, the Hodel said that in the comments, or Coin, I don't know which one I want to call him. But Coin said in the comments that he was watching it, and they call Lainor the son of the Sea Snake, but their sigil is a seahorse. It was kind of a ironic thing. I think it's mainly they get, they was given the name Sea Snake because he's kind of like a conniving and cunning guy. Like he was able to essentially snake his way into being the wealthiest house in Westeros right now. So he's just I don't know why. That's pretty much why. At least that's how I interpret he got his name. There might be another reason for it. I'm not 100 percent sure. Man. I'm very yeah, interested to see where it goes after this, so because I like this is where I'm. This is where my brain's kind of foggy on the next little bit. Yeah, it was another good episode. I, I I don't know. I mean, like if I had to like do a ranking on all the all, all four of them that we've had so far. I mean, the last one, episode three, was by far my favorite, but this one was good. It definitely propelled the story forward, and like you were saying, I think it's going to be the it's going to be the one that makes all the payoffs coming later really work well because you get to see how things were set up and where they're going. This is absolutely the catalyst yeah. for sure. This, this, this next bit is what I'm honestly most excited for. Cause this is when the stuff gets like real mm -hmm. after this, like once, once, once everything's out and open. Yeah, that's when stuff... Yeah. And that's why I'm curious to see what they're going to do, because there's also some ambiguity in the, the books at this point in time, right? Because there's... The, the Fire and Blood book... I say books, but this is a book, and this is a chapter in a book. Keep that in mind. Um, 
but there's a lot of ambiguity with the events that happen in general because the the accounts of fire and blood are told from essentially three perspectives and there are three quote unquote impartial perspectives who are retelling this history so you as you're reading the book don't really know what's real right like there's essentially at any given time you're getting the perspective of someone who is just retelling an event mm -hmm. but it's not someone who really had any stock in the event so they could be an impartial part and impar impartial party and telling the truth or they could just be completely full of shit like a lot of the accounts in this book are from a little jester and uh he's a a small person named mushroom and i think we saw him in the little preview there was at least a what looked like a little a little folk there and uh so it could be mushroom but mushroom is a very salacious character in the books he's always talking about like this person banged this person and then this person banged that person and what have you because like in the book mushroom says with the daemon and the rhaenyra thing is that like in when they went to the brothel and did that like what we saw happen according to mushroom rhaenyra had like the hots for uh sir crispin or Kristen, right and she wanted to like learn how to pleasure a man so her and damon like she essentially uses damon to teach her how to pleasure men in order to provide that pleasure to Sir Kristen. And so Mushroom's telling of these events is that like her and Damon would fly away and on their dragons and go and hide out on mountaintops and do the nasty just so she could learn how to pleasure men sexually. And then her ultimate goal was to be with Sir Kristen and use that knowledge that she learned from Damon. And, like, that was what Mushroom said happened during this exact time period. And it's like, well, we just saw this happen, so that's obviously not not true to this. If yeah. if Mushroom says that that's what happened, as of right now, that's that's not what happened. So that's kind of, like, the, the, the whole way that this story is. Like, even though I've read the books, or the book, doesn't really mean that's any of that's what's actually going to happen in the show so it's kind of interesting like from my perspective because it was already kind of funny that like i don't fully remember everything but like because of how that book was structured it doesn't even necessarily mean that everything in the book is actually what's going to happen in the show okay yeah it was a good episode i enjoyed it uh hodel uh mentioned something about the, the tea and the pregnancy. Yeah, we talked about that when we first hopped on, how it was like plan B for uh, for medieval times there. Yeah, so that stuff too. The thing is, the, hesit the hesitancy with the tea could be a couple of things. I initially said that one would be that Rhaenyra kind of hastily made these decisions. And at that point, she had never even considered the thought that she would even be pregnant. But for two... Uh, I believe that the Westerosi plan B is called Moonbrew, but there's been accounts when in the past when other women have taken that Westerosi plan B, uh, 
that it like damages their reproductive system. So would you see her kind of being hesitant looking at it? And I interpreted that as like kind of her kind of recognizing those two things, right? Like, well, shit, I never even considered that I could be pregnant. That's like, I, she already knows she made a mistake, right? After talking with Viserys and after talking with Alicent and all the stuff that happened, she knows that she probably shouldn't have done that. It was a bad decision. And then, uh, obviously, Sir Kristen really put his life on the line, too, by the way, because like yeah. Kingsguard swear, uh, what, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Abstinence? Yeah, essentially. Yeah. They, 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 there's another word for celibacy. Yeah, and there's another word too, and that's not the one that they use is a different word, and I can't remember. But they essentially do swear celibacy when they take a, the oath chastity. of the king's guard. Yes, I, that's the word I think. I think hold, that's hold, hold, hold a those chastity guys, oath. That's what it is. Yes. Thank you. That's why I don't want to do the show alone. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I was forgetting words all of a sudden. That's it. Hodel said it. Yep. Thank you. But yes, they swear the oath of chastity. So he's like her swaying him to pleasure him, as Mushroom would say, was already a bad decision because it's only it's already bad for her because she loses her virtue as the princess. Puts his life on the line because if anybody finds out that he did that, they're just going to kill him. Yeah. So like that's I hope it was good. For Sir Crispin, or I, I keep wanting to say Crispin. Isn't that what uh, Damon called him when when he saw him again on the the bridge to Dragonstone? I think when he said like Sir, they like introduced himself when Otto came because he was he took over Dragonstone. I think he jokingly said Sir Crispin and mispronounced his name, and now I just keep wanting to say that's his name. Either, nevertheless, though, but yeah, that's why I think she was looking kind of weird at the tea. Because like she didn't even consider being pregnant, and if it's not so much if it's Damon's kid if she's pregnant, it's the fact that she could be pregnant in general, which again ruins her virtue as a princess. But two, it can't be Damon's kid because it would be Sir Kristen's kid, and it would be obvious it's Sir Kristen's kid and not Damon's because he's not going to come out with flowing white hair. He's going to come out with tan skin and brown hair because are you sure though because it seems like it seems like the targaryens dna kind of trumps everybody else's potentially seems like that's the whole point of marrying into the targaryen is that you then get the the blonde hair and you never it it happens sometimes though okay you gotta think like look at a Actually, this kind of goes against the example, but I was going to say, look at, uh, to your point, Jamie and Cersei, the Lannisters had golden hair too. And if you remember, all of Cersei's kids ended up having blonde hair. Well, I guess they, John, because they weren't John Snow. John Snow is the best example, right? He is an actually he's, he's perfectly tar, he's accurate Targaryen. example. Yep. He's, tar, he's part Targaryen and he doesn't have the. He's Targaryen, he's though. Stark, and he has yep. black hair. Yep. And I think a lot of the bastards have black hair too. Because kind of like Rhaenyra said when she was talking to Viserys, like if she was a man, she could go to any brothel and you know bone ten dudes, and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. And it's true, father a bunch of bastards, no one would give a shit. And that's exactly what happens, and that's what causes the Blackfire Rebellion to happen. Because essentially, what happens in the Blackfire Rebellion is 
a, a king later on ends up having a bunch of bastards. And then he decides he wants to legitimize all of his bastards. So now all of his bastard sons are legitimate heirs to the throne, essentially. Right? Because that's essentially what happens when you legitimize them. So they're all viewed as, as part of the royal family. And that causes a lot of chaos when he goes away. Right? Because now it's like he has his legitimate sons. He has his bastard sons. And he needs to name an heir. You can imagine that doesn't really go well after that. Especially when you father enough bastards. Right? Yep. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was definitely the catalyst. I, I don't know if I have too much more to add. I don't, I don't no. really know. Yeah, we covered, I think, about all of it. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot, like, uh, secrecy-wise or anything. So the, the only thing that really stands out to me is, like, Otto that we haven't really talked about because I feel like Otto is definitely somebody who is out for his own political gain, 100%. But the the interesting thing with Otto is that he really does also really, like, love Viserys. Like, he, he, like he does not... Granted, they could change this, but, like, to me, it, it, if I remember correctly, like, in the books, he is, like, actually, like, a noble dude who is, like, looking out for the realm, and this actually does kind of play into the Hightower maester conspiracy with wanting to get rid of the dragons, because inevitably that's good for the realm, and that's what the maesters, like, are kind of there for, too, in a lot of ways, is just to heal the, the realm and look out for the realm, so... Just Rice Effens has been really killing it as Otto Hightower when it comes down to it. Because I'm sitting there and I'm watching him and like, dude, he's he looks conflicted when he has to tell Viserys this information. And Viserys is right knowing that this, and so is Rhaenyra, by the way, because Rhaenyra called this as well. And it's just like, dude, there's one guy who is going to benefit from you from me getting this this rumor about me boning my uncle, essentially, there's one person to gain from that, and that's going to be Otto Hightower. So that was just dead on from my nearest standpoint. And but then Viserys also recognized that and called him out on it. And I it's it's kind of interesting too, because it's like, well, was that all did Viserys figure that out himself? Or did Rhaenyra have to really be the one to tell him that? Because Viserys has just been making bad decisions 24-7. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he did some, call him Sir Crispin. That's why I just kept going. And that's why I kept, all night I kept saying Sir Crispin. And then, yeah, so thanks for going back and looking that up. I thought that's what happened. And uh, I'm glad that it did because it makes me not feel like an idiot. So, I would call him Sir Crispin too after he beat my ass at the joust. So, <laughs> but nevertheless, yeah, Otto is a great character though in a lot of ways. At least the yeah. way Reese Evans has been playing him it was inevitably be inevitably where I was getting at with that. Yeah, because he like, he looks conflicted during the scene, and he is conflicted, but he also does have a tremendous amount to gain. Like, obviously, like he is trying to put Aegon on the throne. Like, period. Whether or not that's influencing his decisions 100%, 
No, I believe it does. I believe he is, but he might not really know it too. You got to remember, his brother was kind of forcing it on him too. So it's like goes back to the lineage thing, right? Because his older brother is pushing that on him to get the king to recognize Viserys or uh, Aegon as the heir, not Rhaenyra. So it's like just like the families, they just want their they want to be. They want the blood of the dragon. They want they want yep. it to be good for the rest of them. You got anything else you want to add? I think I'm good to I'm good yeah, to end I the stream. I think I might go to bed early tonight. Not at uh We got off stream at like one a.m., but then I was up for like another two hours because like it's hard for me just to like go to sleep. So unless I'm like in the rhythm to go to sleep at like ten p.m., I won't. Yeah. I won't go to bed on time. Like, you know. Yeah. But yeah. You got anything else you want to add? No. I think we didn't cover. No, I think we covered just about everything I, I thought of. Well, then, John, let everybody know where they can find you online. Uh, over on the Twitters, Nightwing underscore J. That's you can fo- there you go. You can follow. I was taking a drink. I was trying to get it in there. <laughs> oh, my bad. I was like, I'll, oh, try, I'll try and take my time next time. <laughs> <laughs> I was so trying to like just short and sweet get out. Oh no, I feel you. I feel you. I was just, I was literally like, <laughs> I'm coming. Oh, yep, yep, yep. All right, you can follow me as simply at Sir Rob Bifo on all platforms. We'll be back next Sunday to do the. I'm, I'm thinking episode five uh, of Hot D here is going to be a. Uh, going to be where it's going to be. This was definitely the catalyst. I think things are going to heat up. Honestly, the things have been great all season, though. I don't definitely don't want to make it sound like this episode was slow or anything like that. It was just more of a setting the stage for what's to come more so than anything. And it's going to definitely pick up from here. Um, if you if you want to know what happens, you can just go read Fire and Blood. This happens at Chapter 12 is where the series starts. So if you want to spoil yourself and get some idea where it could go, you can go read that. But we'll be back. Next Sunday around 10.30 to talk about episode 5. And then also we usually stream either Friday or Saturday and cover She-Hulk and Rings of Power. So we do after shows for those two then. So come back then. Be sure to like and subscribe. If you want to be a part of the conversation, come back and join us for our live House of the Dragon after shows every Sunday around 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time and 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time, immediately following the premiere of each episode on HBO Max. Be sure to visit youtube.com slash robbifo, that's R-O-B-B-I-F-O. We're also doing live after shows and Q&As every Friday around 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time with a 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time for She-Hulk, Lord of the Rings of Rings of Power, and we'll also be doing one for the Star Wars prequel series and Door when that comes out later this month. So if you like those shows, be sure to subscribe to the channel and turn on notifications so you'll get notified every time that we go live. And we'll look forward to seeing you in the chat and answering your questions in our next video or live stream. Thanks for watching, guys. Don't forget to like the video and let us know your thoughts down in the comment section below. And we'll see you in the next one. Like and subscribe.